Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. I'm having a great week. I hope you are also having a great week, a great day. And I can tell you I am having a great day because God is with me again this day. Is God with you today? Do you know it? Do you feel it? I feel his presence. And even if I don't feel it, sometimes I know that he is with me because he has promised me and he has promised you, dear listener, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you always, all the days of your life, even to the ends of the earth. I am with you. Oh, hallelujah. He that is faithful has promised it, and he keeps his promises. He keeps his word. So are you happy today? Maybe you're in the midst of some difficult situation. Well, that could be so. But know that you are not there alone. He, the great I am, is with you. And if you are that born-again child of God, then you know he's not just with you somewhere on the outside, but he is dwelling, habitating on the inside. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He is dwelling within you. And so I am so thankful that God is with us, with you, with me. And we need him. I need him. I cannot do a second without him. I need him every day of my life. Oh, I like that old gospel hymn. I need you. I need you. I need you, oh, my Savior. Every hour, every moment, I need you. And I'm so thankful that he is there. And he's not just there to help me in a need, to supply in a need, or to answer a prayer of a need, but he is with us for fellowship for communion. And that is so wonderful that we, the creation, can have communion with him, the creator and the giver of life. And he has never taken his presence away. Oh, I'm so thankful. And this earth, the non-believers, they don't know how important the presence of the Holy Spirit is upon this earth. If the Holy Spirit would not be on this earth anymore, if the church would have been taken away already and those vessels, those carriers of the glory of God, of the Holy Spirit that is within us are gone, oh, then the enemy can do whatever they want. But there is a blockage. Yes, there is a resistance against the forces of darkness. And it's the Spirit of God who is with us and who is in us. It is the Lord who has not forsaken us and who is still looking out for his creation. And I'm so thankful for this. I'm so thankful that I can see in the Bible that God has not taken his presence away from mankind, from the Garden of Eden, even into the Gospels, and even unto now. Hallelujah. God is walking and talking with his children that he has created in his image. And I'm so thankful for the story of the Israelites. Are you thankful for the story of the Israelites in the Bible? Well, I sure am, and I am pro-Israel. And I am not ashamed to say I am pro-Israel because they are God's people. They still are God's people. 
They have not been substituted by the church. Yes, the church, hallelujah, there is therefore now no more difference between a Jew and a Gentile, a Jew and a Greek. No, we are all children of God. Those that have accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, that are born again through the Spirit of God, that are cleansed by the blood of Jesus, have been accepted and made holy before him. So I'm thankful that I am a child of God. I am in the seed of Abraham. I am a partaker of the body of Christ. But on the other hand, the Jewish people, they still have a special place for the Lord. They are his chosen people, and God is working within them and with that nation, and things are still going to happen. Oh, everything will happen that the Bible said will happen. And Israel, my father always said, John, Israel is the clock on the wall that is showing us how near we are to the return of Jesus. So keep your eyes on Israel. But not only for that, I am so thankful that while we are navigating through this life and we are suddenly confronted with unexpected and sometimes even impossible situations, that we can get strength out of the story of the Israelites. It is so easy to look down upon the Israelites or when they are there in front of the Red Sea. And you know, they have just seen the mighty hand of God move on their behalf. Those plagues in Egypt that came over Egypt and against Pharaoh and the Lord commanding Pharaoh, let my people go. And he's showing his power and his force. Well, this was a battle there and they saw it. Oh, there was darkness in all of the land of Egypt, a thick darkness, but it says there was light with the Israelites. And so they saw that the Lord was with them, fighting for them. And then later on, after they have been delivered, they are standing in front of the Red Sea and they are crying and they are angry and they are frustrated and complaining against God. Did the Lord bring us here to kill us here? Why couldn't we just die in Egypt and, and be buried there? Oh, how terrible this sin of unbelief and this rebellion because of unbelief. And it's so easy to look to them and point a finger and say, look at them, those people, those, those stiff-necked people that are so stubborn and so against God, even though they saw the mighty hand of God. You know, it's easy to take a position like that, pointing a finger. But what about you and me, dear friend? <laughs> well, that should make you to retract your finger immediately, because how many times have we seen God move on our behalf, perform mighty miracles, rescue us out of impossible situations, and yet at the next battle, at the next mountain, in front of the next giant. Oh, where is our faith? Where is our trust? Well, it happened with the Jewish people time and time again, and it's happening today with God's people time and time again. But we have these lessons before us. And so we go and look to the life of the Israelites. We look to their journey. We look to their history, and we see what God can do and what God wants to do and how he forgave them, and how he helped them, and how he never left them, even though sometimes they felt 
as if he had left them. Oh, when they were in exile, and when the temple was torn down and broken down, and it seemed that God did not speak to them anymore, that he had left them when he walked out of the camp. Remember when the tent of the tabernacle was placed outside of the camp because of their sins. Oh, it was as if God left them, if God didn't even want to be with them anymore. But yet we see that God never took his eyes away from them and that he always kept an eye on them and always had a plan for them that he would bring to fulfillment. Oh, hallelujah for that. And so we get strength from that. I see if I just can go with you, just a quick journey through history, I see that God never left them, even though they sinned, even though they rebelled, even though sometimes they just fell and they were weak and they just gave up. The Lord was there. The Lord was there speaking to them. If I think of Cain, oh, I see that before he killed his brother, God was there speaking to him. But even after he had killed his brother, God was speaking to him and promising him that he would not be killed because of his terrible deed. Oh, he deserved to be killed because he killed his brother. And you know, in the Old Testament, it's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. So he should have been killed because he killed his brother. But God spoke to him and promised him that he would not be killed. If I think of the time of Noah, oh, I see how sin and wickedness was in the hearts of all the people of all of creation, except in Noah and his family. And God was there with his favor, oh, blessing him, saving him. Oh, this gives me such strength for today, knowing that God today can find a man, can find a woman, a young man, oh, even a boy or a child or a young girl who has a heart that's going out to him and he will be with them. He will be with you, my dear friend, and help you in these days of wickedness. Or if I think of Abraham, I see that he chose him to start a new nation, a nation that would be the apple of his eye, and he fought for Abraham. Oh, yes, he even fought for Abraham when Abraham lied. Remember when he went to Egypt and he told Pharaoh that his wife was not his wife, but his sister. Oh, and Pharaoh took his wife to be his wife. What could Abraham do? But I see that God was fighting for Abraham even after he lied. Have you ever lied? Maybe you say, well, it was a little white lie. Well, I don't know what is a white lie, what is a black lie, but maybe you lied and it brought you into great distress, difficulty, and problems in your life and you didn't know how to get out. But praise the Lord, God was there fighting for you even after you had lied, which is a sin, but yet he was there fighting for you as he fought for Abraham. Oh, and he gave a dream to Pharaoh, and the next day Pharaoh came and he gave Sarah back to Abraham. Hallelujah, how wonderful it is that God fights for us even sometimes when we do something that is wrong. Or if I think of Hagar and Ishmael, it would have been so easy to let them die in the desert when they were there and they had no more water. All oh, that would have ended and made an end to something that was so difficult and that it still is difficult today with Ishmael and Isaac both being the children 
of Abraham and Ishmael even being the firstborn. So, yes, this was a problem, and it could have been solved there in a very simple way. Just let Hagar and Ishmael die, but this is not the Lord. The Lord doesn't choose the simple ways to just get rid of problems. No, he does what is fair. He does what is righteous, and he gave for the seed of Abraham, also for Ishmael, and he gave Hagar and Ishmael a source, a spring, a well in the desert, oh, and he supplied in their need. If I think of Jacob, Jacob, oh, he had betrayed his brother, and he was fleeing for his life. While he was on the way, while he was in the desert, God showed him a open heaven. Oh, maybe you are fleeing. Maybe you are on the way somewhere because you have betrayed your family or you have betrayed the church, but the Lord is showing you a open heaven because he still wants to commune with you. If I think of Joseph, it says everybody forgot him. He was sitting in that prison cell. Well, everybody forgot him. His father didn't even know that he was still alive. His brothers, oh, they were glad that they were rid of him and not thinking of him anymore. But it says God remembered him and he blessed Joseph and he used Joseph to become that instrument to bring salvation to his whole family. If I think of Moses, oh, 400 years of slavery, the people of Israel were in Egypt as slaves and it was terrible there. It was a hard life there. They had the whip of the taskmaster on their backs. They were under a heavy yoke and there was no way for them to come out of that situation. But God came down. He said, I have seen their misery. I have heard their cries. And so I have come down to save them. And so Moses go to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go. Oh, when Pharaoh had to let them go, they came into the wilderness. And for 40 years, God took care of them in the wilderness. He supplied in water. He supplied in bread. He supplied in their needs, whatever their needs were. He supplied their clothes, their shoes, everything. He took care of them as a parent takes care of their children. Oh, God wants to take care of you. Maybe you are in the wilderness right now. You are on your way to the promised land and you need supply today. Well, God is here today to take care of you. He even appointed the Levites to become priests, to stand between him and the people. Oh, so thankful we are for the Levites, for the priests. We are so thankful for that great high priest, Jesus Christ, that God gave to us to stand between us and the Father. Oh, hallelujah for that. Well, if we go to the judges, I think of Samson. Samson, oh, God gave him strength to kill a thousand men. Oh, hallelujah. Do you need strength today? God can give you strength and power today. Hallelujah. And when he had fought that battle and he had no more strength in him, God gave a spring there to refresh him. God wants to refresh you today. He is near to you today. He wants to refresh you today to rise up again. And after he had broken his vow and he had chosen that woman above the vow that he had with the Lord and she cut off his hair and the Lord departed from him. Even after that terrible, terrible, disastrous event when he cried to the Lord and said, Lord, give me your strength. 
one more time. It says God came and strengthened him one more time in his life. Oh, hallelujah. I think of Gideon. Gideon, he was hiding in the wine press, and God meets him there and says, you valiant warrior. Oh, hallelujah. Maybe you are hiding today, and God is saying, you are a valiant warrior. Hallelujah. I think of the prophetess Deborah, and I think of Yale. Oh, that woman Yale who killed Sisera, that terrible enemy of the people of God. God used these women. God wants to use women today to set those that are captive free in the name of Jesus. I think of Ruth. Ruth, she was a Moabite woman. Well, a Moabite woman should not have any place among the Jewish people, but yet God blessed her with Boaz as a husband, and she became the grandparents of David, great King David. God brought her in the genealogy of David and even of the Lord. Hallelujah. God took that Moabite woman. He was there, and he saw her heart. He saw her spirit, and he brought her into the promised land. Oh, I think of David, that little shepherd boy. Well, God helped him to kill that bear, to kill that lion, to kill that giant. And when he was fleeing from cave to cave, from Saul who wanted to kill him, God was with him every time and again, and he never left him. He brought him from victory to victory. And even after he had committed adultery, even when he had killed the husband of the wife with whom he had committed adultery. The Bible says when he prayed and he said, oh God, don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. God did not take his spirit away from David. Oh, hallelujah. Maybe you are a sinner, my dear friend. Maybe you have committed adultery in different ways. Maybe you even have committed murder in different ways. But hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Maybe you have had an abortion and you feel so bad about it. You feel so sinful about it. But God, he has not left you and he will not take his spirit away from you because he loves you. He loves you with a genuine love. Oh, if I think of all the kings of Judah and of Israel, so many times they turned their back to him. But time and time again, God sent his prophets to warn them, to save them, and he even rescued them of the mighty enemy forces. Well, God heard the prayer of Nehemiah and gave him everything that he needed to restore the walls of Jerusalem and even gave him a royal escort and all the supplies he needed to go back to Jerusalem. If I think of that diabolical plan of Haman, who wanted to kill all the Jews, I see that God already had Esther ready there as a queen, as an instrument to bring salvation to the Jewish people. God has someone ready, my dear friend. Maybe you are that person, or maybe you are in need of that person. Well, God already has someone ready to bring his salvation to you, or maybe you are that chosen vessel through whom he will bring salvation to someone else. And you know, that evening, it was not Mordecai that was hung on the gallows, but it was Haman himself that was hanging on the gallows that he had built 
for Mordecai. Oh, that's how it ended for that great, terrible enemy of the Jewish people. And so it will end even in our days with the enemies of the Jewish people and with the enemies of the church of Jesus Christ, because God is with us and God is fighting for us. Oh, I think of Elijah. God sent an Uber from heaven to bring him home. Hallelujah. I think of Elijah. He was so full of the goodness and the glory and the anointing of God. His bones were so God positive that even when he was dead and they threw a dead person against his dead bones, all that dead person came alive. Hallelujah. Are you full of the glory of God today? Yes. Hallelujah. Say amen. I think of Daniel. He was rescued out of the lion's den. Oh, he was an explainer of dreams. God gave him revelations of dream through which God was able to bring salvation. Oh, I think of Ezekiel. I see that God showed Ezekiel that he could let dry, dead bones join together and become alive again, a mighty army. And God can still do that today. Even if you feel like dry bones today, God is able to resurrect you, hallelujah, and bring life back to you. Oh, praise the name of Jesus today. Glory for God in the highest, oh, that he has not left us. Even if you feel like dry bones, even if your family are a pile of dry bones, if your nation is a pile of dry bones, God, he has not left us and he is more than able to raise us up once again. He was with Jeremiah, Obadiah, Hosea, Amos. He was with Peter in the New Testament, and he did not allow Peter to drown and die when he started sinking because of unbelief. Yes, because of unbelief, he was sinking. But when he cried out, the hand of the Lord was there. Maybe you are sinking because of unbelief, but the hand of the Lord is there right now to pull you up again, once again, and to bring you back into his service. Thomas, he doubted, but Jesus came especially to visit him and to convince him that he was resurrected out of the grave and that he was alive and is alive forevermore. Maybe you are a doubting Thomas today, but God wants to visit you and show you that he is the living one. He had time and attention for that woman with the issue of blood and allowed healing power to go out of him to restore her. He heard the cry of blind Bartimaeus. He made that dead son of that widow alive again. He healed those 10 lepers, even though only one came to thank him. He set Mary of Magdalena free of demons, and he did not condemn that adulterous woman and allowed her to be stoned as the law required, but he forgave her, and he bid the children to come to him that he could bless them, and he brought salvation into the house of Zacchaeus, and he even took that criminal sinner that was hanging on the cross next to him unto paradise. Oh, glory to God. Maybe you are that criminal sinner, but God is able through Jesus Christ to bring you into paradise today. He changed Saul into Paul, and he did so many more miracles since that time 
unto today, even today and tomorrow, if the Lord tarries. Oh, my dear friend, I am so thankful for the story of the Israelites that give me hope that even if I have lied, if I have committed adultery, if I have sinned, if I turned my back to him, oh, God has not left me. His love is not diminished for me, that he is stretching out his hands right now this day to fight for me, to pull me out, to bless me, to forgive me and restore me and bring me back in that communion with him and fellowship with him again through Jesus Christ, the Son. Oh, my dear friend, I don't know what your situation is today, but today, cry out to the Lord. Don't let the devil keep you silent because of what happened in your life or what wrong choices you made in your life, but cry out to the Lord, and he will hear your cry. He will save you and rescue you. Father, I pray for the listeners right now that as they cry out to you, Lord, you are there, and you have already supplied in a way to rescue them, to save them through Jesus Christ, first of all, but then you also have many other ways to save your people, to supply your people in every need, and to help them. Bless them this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 